What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Asian MMA Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything going on in the world of Asian MMA. I'm Dana Bluen, and this episode is brought to you by the city of Bangkok, where amazing things happen. This episode is actually an interview with Mustafa Ibrahim Radi, who is the opponent of Javier Chuelo, who we interviewed last week. So without further ado, let's get right into the interview with Mustafa. Mustafa, man, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. You got a fight coming up in Full Metal Dojo end of this month. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, what, how, how are you feeling about that? I'm feeling pretty good. Like, I'm not going to lie. Training is grueling, you know, like, uh, especially the last couple of weeks. Is always a time to turn up the the heat, you know. So I'm in the last, basically the last week of hard training, and it's a lot of sparring on sparring on sparring, you know. And uh, sometimes it takes a toll on you, uh, but it, it, you gotta stay focused and remember the task. Like, okay, I gotta make him pay for for putting me through all this hard work, you know. So I'm looking forward to it. You're facing Javier Truello, mm-hmm. who was uh, fought in FMD before, and he fought your coach's last fight. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he fought Mehdi Bagheri, my coach, and my very good friend as well. And Mehdi's a monster. Yeah, yeah. He's an animal, you know. And inside, the, it, like, if you meet him, he's such a nice guy. But when you see him uh, fighting, he's just a machine, you know. That, that's that's really true, because I've met Mehdi a few times, and he's a really mild-mannered guy. Yeah, he's the nicest guy I'll ever meet, you know. But then when you watch him fight, is just a whole other person, you know, as a machine. You guys coming out of Monarchy, you kind of all have that that sort of uh, really st- style where you just grind. Yeah, uh, I'd say I'm a bit like most people expect a certain style from me just just from being from this gym, you know. Most people just think, oh, like uh, Monarchy, this certain style, and they kind of associate me with it. But my style is a bit different than the than the last, you know. Uh, How so? Uh, I'd say I'm 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 very. Uh, Let's say, I like to I like to approach it very tactically. I like uh, I like a good technical fight. You know, I like a very technical fight. I'm not worried about getting in the brawl, but uh, I pride myself in good defense and uh, good takedown defense and uh, and a good fight IQ. You know, and uh, with and then I'd say everyone else has a higher work a higher work rate than me. Like especially Maddy. Agalan, all these guys have a very, very high work rate, you know. That's their style, and and they do it so well. But for me, it's a bit hard to do that style uh, because I'm a bit lazy. <laughs> so yeah. So so you see yourself more as like a uh, more of like a striker then? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm definitely more of a striker. But just being in the gym all the time, like having a guy like Bruno, uh, forces you to work jujitsu. You know, makes you fall in love with it. Like. Uh, since I come to the gym and met Bruno and started working with him, I've absolutely fell in love with grappling, you know, and and then made me uh, improve on it a lot, made me improve on my wrestling, working with Maddie as well. So we've got a pretty tight team, you know. And this is your third fight coming up, your third pro fight. This is my third pro fight, yes, sir. But you had an amateur background before this, right? I had a five and no amateur background before this for a while. So you you actually got a lot more experience than uh, than a one in one record would uh, lead on. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Look, if if you count amateur experience in, and I've been training for quite a while, you know, like uh, I didn't get the opportunities that I wanted to and not to complain and cry about it, but uh, I, I'd always had to look for fights and it was hard to get fights. Uh, understandably, because uh, I'm, I live in a country that I'm from and uh, when you're from a certain place, you know how the politics are. People want to put their local boys on instead of put you on somebody who's, who's, uh, who's not really from the place. Even though I'm based out here in Malaysia and I train out here and I 
I do represent Malaysia as well. It's hard sometimes to get booked for shows, but uh, to my luck, FMD gave me this opportunity, and I look forward to to making the best out of it. Yeah, FMD is a great promotion. Uh, to your point, though, with the, the amateur stuff and kind of the, the local side of things, we even saw Mima cut the foreign pride division in their last season. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. They, they took that down as well for some reason. I mean, the, the last ones that they had had a lot of hype behind it, had a lot of buzz around it and produced a lot of guys that were pretty good and produced a lot of good fights so i i didn't see why why wouldn't you want to have a platform like that especially because considering like not everybody on the fighting scene is malaysian but they take pride in the country and they uh they sort of represented themselves you know and i i thought the foreign pride division that like you said made for some very interesting fights throughout the season so i was i was a little surprised when when they sort of cut that you know and it also took away a, a fantastic opportunity from fighters fighters like you who aren't from malaysia but are based there definitely it definitely did yeah that was then and uh now is now you know so uh, i'm uh, like I, ever since turning pro i've had my i've had my loss and i've had my win i've had my ups and downs and i've learned so much like it's ridiculous and it's so cliche how people always say, oh, I've learned so much from my loss. But it, it, like, honestly, I've never learned more from a fight than the fight that I've lost. I've learned so much and it changed so much in me. Not only my approach, my uh, my understanding of fighting, you know. not Never fighting 15 minutes before, I just thought, oh, okay, I'm conditioned. I can go 15 minutes. It's just another day, you know. But then when I got in there and then midway through was winning was doing very good and then midway through the second round started getting tired and fatiguing badly everything changed you know and it made me really go back and take a good look at myself and assess myself and uh, come back a lot smarter you know so when like when i look back at my fight and my loss and i see where i am today uh i'm really i'm a different person i really am a different person uh one 180 degrees you know yeah, getting that realization that your cardio is not as good as you thought it was is, is pretty horrifying at the time, but eye-opening. I was I was literally like outside, laid out for maybe half an hour, just trying to catch my breath. Fatigue <laughs> <laughs> badly, you know, uh, because I, I didn't understand, you know, I didn't understand how to properly warm up myself. I didn't understand much about strength and conditioning. I just wanted to do rounds, roll, do my pad work and come in and fight, you know, but I understood. But now I understand that there's a lot more that goes to it. And uh, since then, I've uh, I've had uh, Conrado as my head coach, one of one of uh, the striking coaches here, the head striking coach in this gym. And uh, he's been overlooking my camp, overlooking my training, putting me with the strength and conditioning, making sure I'm lifting, making sure I'm doing everything else, making sure I'm doing my runs, my sprints. So it completely changed my career. Like it literally made me transition from a from an amateur to a professional even after i made my pro debut nice i mean that, that's actually pretty quick i mean like two fights in and you're already starting to feel a little bit more at home and i i know here in asia that amateur fights are generally three minute rounds a lot yeah. of people especially western listeners amateur there can be a five minute round yeah. here not as often yeah it's true i i mean i I get it, but at the same time, I think it's better for them to have five minutes because if you, the whole point of having an amateur fight is to get the experience that you need to fight a professional fight. So if you don't simulate the same amount of time, people go into a fight with not, not the same understanding of going a full 15-minute round. They think, oh, it's the same thing. I've been through a whole fight before. But uh, going through a three-minute three, three minute, uh, round fight is different than going through a five-minute round fight in terms of pacing yourself, in terms of understanding your card, you and everything else so uh, yeah cardio wise is a big difference between nine minutes and 15 definitely most definitely yes we have to learn that the hard way you know 
but was, you know i thought i i love that there's such a, a deep amateur scene in asia though because back when i was a pro fighter in the early 2000s on the east coast of the u.s there was no amateur scene so my first fight was a pro fight luckily it only lasted like eight seconds but you know it was uh it was is an exhausting eight seconds definitely like uh it, it's it's good to have that kind of uh to kind of establish your style establish who you are before you actually step in there because uh whether it's a win or loss it does go on your record and does affect in the future where you get booked how much you get paid and all other stuff like that that are very important i think yeah it builds your brand as well definitely most definitely you're facing javier he's got a very difficult wrestling style for a lot of guys he's a mm-hmm. high pressure fighter mm-hmm. i think we saw that in his fight with medi yeah you know, and like you said, you're more of a striker. You're not. You don't have the work rate that a Medi or yeah. a uh, Agalon does. Yeah. So, what what are your plans if you don't mind to talk about it going in to deal with kind of a pressure wrestler? Yeah, I, I don't mind talking about it uh, because it's very it's very simple. You know, I'm I'm facing his style every day in the gym. So when when I've got call, when I've got the call for this fight, I felt like I've been preparing for this style for a long, long time, defensively, offensively, and uh, and everything else. I've been preparing for this style for quite a while, and I faced this style for quite a while in the gym every day preparing. So when I look at when I look at him and, and his style and what he brings to the table, we've got guys that bring that same style with more intensity and with more aggressiveness that will keep going at you. Like I'm literally being put into training sessions where I'm inside with a different guy coming in every two minutes. So I'll have one guy coming in every two minutes, and then another guy coming in the next two minutes, and then another guy put coming in and if i'm in a bad position i'm staying there and the next guy is coming in on that same bad position so let's say someone's on my back that other guy's coming and he's on my back and we're doing a full 20 minute like that so i've been in position where i'm exhausted <laughs> you know what i mean where i i'm my, I believe wholeheartedly, like, he cannot put me in a worse position that, than I've already seen. So uh, I'm ready for this fight. I'm, re- I'm really ready for anything he brings because I've seen the worst already in the gym. I've seen, the, I've literally seen hell and back in the gym. So whatever he brings, bring it. I'm ready for it. That's great. So you, you feel like you've got a lot of training partners that really emulate Javier well. Yeah. That most definitely and better i would say as well i would say also the the advantage you have is that medi actually fought javier so he has insights into him that he doesn't have anyone in his camp that would have insights into your style per se not firsthand at least definitely most definitely he, he knows stuff about him and obviously look that fight was a was a long time ago as well you know so everybody changed like even looking back at myself i changed from that time so he's definitely improved himself you know and uh he's gotten better himself so i'm definitely not underestimating him because he comes in with a good aggressive style you know he has a good aggressive style and it's hard for a lot of people to deal with but i think i have the antidote for him that's fantastic man so you know getting ready like you said this is your last hard week of training uh-huh. and then you come up to bangkok what you said just a day or two yeah, before the, yeah. fight? The, the weather the thing about it is the weather is pretty much the same uh, whether it's here yeah. or bangkok the weather is pretty much the same so uh i wouldn't have that problem of changing altitude or anything else so i don't feel like i need to come out too early to train there and get acclimatized to the weather over there yeah and it's an hour flight so there's no jet lag issues over there as well you know for some reason thailand and malaysia have a different uh time zone despite being on the same uh longitude so i think just an hour difference yeah i i didn't know until, until you told me so i didn't know i thought they were the same time <laughs> yeah no for, for those of you guys listen I, we've been trying to get this 
interview set up for like uh, two days and I kept forgetting that uh, that there's a, a time difference. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like uh, I, f- I totally forgot about that as well. When when you when I was saying, uh, okay, should we set it up this time? I didn't know that it was gonna be different, but here we are today. Yeah. So were you at the the FMD where Medi fought? Uh, no, no, I, I didn't uh, go to watch it. I wasn't there live. So, so if you've never been to a, an FMD before, it's a it's a very unique experience. Uh-huh. It's very much like theater, okay, but with fights. Yeah. John Nutt does a very good job of designing an entire theme yeah. and sort of orchestrating a show yeah. during the MMA event, and uh, it's it's very unique and very high energy, even to the point where there will be people, there'll be fans touching the cage while yeah. you fight. A lot of people get caught off guard by that. I've had a few fighters tell me like they, they were. Were like ground and pounding a guy in the corner and they look up and there's like a girl staring through the cage right at them like two inches <laughs> away i mean look uh uh to be all to be very honest with you like people have been telling me this as well like oh how are you going to deal with the pressure of being in that location for me the location does not matter at all the opponent doesn't matter at all the only thing that matters is myself you know uh, when i show up ready when I show up mentally strong, I believe that nobody can beat me. I really do have that belief in my mind. So uh, it could be there in the in the nightclub. It could be in a in a in some alley somewhere. It could be in the street. It could be in the airport. It could be in a cafe. It does not matter for me. A fight's a fight. It's just about your mental readiness. It's all about my mental readiness. Uh, when well, whenever I show up to fight, and every time I've showed up to fight, I was mentally ready and I was mentally there. This time, being as prepared as I am, I predict that I would be ready. Uh, I'll be ready to throw down. You know, so uh, the venue and everything that comes with it does not distract me at all. For for me, it's just noise in the back. Fantastic, man. That's 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 awesome. So a lot of people use FMD as sort of a stepping stone or a springboard into a bigger promotion or to the next level of their career. What are you hoping to to go? Where are you hoping to go after FMD career-wise? Where would you like to fight? So obviously, I'm not looking uh, past my opponent because for me, next Saturday is the last day of my life for now. But then, uh, other aspirations for me after this fight is hopefully I've been I've been knocking on the One Warrior Series door for quite a while. You know, I went out to the tryouts before and they said they liked me, but uh, they they already had a couple of people in mind or or uh, and other stuff like that. So. And then since that day, I've been knocking on their door saying that I can fight the guys that they have. And, um, and I've seen the records of the people that are in there. They're similar records to mine. So uh, that'd be ideal for me because it's a good platform kind of to build up uh, your pro record. And at the same time, hopefully get a contract in 1FC, which would be which would be amazing, you know, which would be like a dream of mine. So that's what you see as that's your ultimate goal uh, is 1FC? Ultimately, yes. Like being based out in Asia, that's the... That's an ideal uh, place to be, you know, but I'm not dwelling on it too yeah. much. Anything else that comes, any other promotions that come, I, I'll take it as they come. You know, I'm still starting my, my professional career. I'm still young in this, so uh, I'm only 23 years old, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I want to take every opportunity that I can get and try to make the best of it. So for now, August 31st is the last day of my life. After that, uh, we'll see what comes. That's all you want to focus on, August 31st. That's all I'm focused on right now, yes, sir. Fantastic, man. This is a great mindset. You know, I'm looking forward to that fight a lot. You know, I don't even think they haven't even finalized the card yet, so we don't know everyone else on it, but it looks like it's coming together quite nice. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've heard they announced another fight today. They, I think that's going to be... So I'm not sure with my fight because I, I was told it was going to be a co-main event. Oh, I, I thought it was the main event. But now, yeah, but now everyone's telling me, oh, you're fighting on the main event. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. I thought it was a co-main event, but uh, it doesn't really matter. I would find it very difficult to believe that you guys weren't the main event. I, I mean, they might have like a co-main under you, but... Oh, yeah, I see they, they announced Dave Vinnott is fighting. Yeah. Uh, he's fighting uh, some fellow from Thailand, I believe. Yep, he's fighting a Thai gentleman. Yeah, it's always hard to pronounce the name, especially for me. You know? <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Thai, Thai, Thai names are not easy, man. Yeah, Thai names I don't want to say it not to butcher it on the interview, you know, so I just kept quiet. Usually they have a nickname that's really short, yeah, which makes yeah, it easier. That's, I appreciate that. <laughs> and then uh, I know that uh, a big, there's a large Ukrainian gentleman named uh, Stengif. Oh, yeah, I've fighting. seen him. He looks like a, like a Street Fighter character. I don't know if you've seen. Uh, yeah, Zangief. He looks like Zangief. Yeah, it looks exactly like it reminds it reminded me of him a bit when I when I saw that post. That's funny. That's why we call him Stan Geef. His name's oh, Stan. Wow. We call him Stan Geef. Is he is he from there as well? Is he like Russian? Yeah, he's Ukrainian, I believe. Okay, so that makes sense. So I have that nickname as well. He's a monster. I think he's still amateur actually. But oh, I mean okay. he just He's huge. He's got really good skills. He fought, uh, his last fight, I believe, was at Full Metal Dojo. He fought a Malaysian, uh, Azriel, the heavyweight. Oh, okay, okay. And, uh, ended up, uh, getting the TKO in the first round. That's pretty like cool. Good for him. 20, 20 seconds in. Good for him. That's good. Yeah, and, you know, his stand-up looks fantastic. I've seen him, I've seen him fight twice now. His stand-up is crisp. Um, I haven't really seen his, his ground game yet, so no <laughs> one's tested him on the ground. That'll be interesting to see if someone does that shit depends on who he fights huh? uh like i, yeah, not... I don't know his opponent yet yeah yeah so, but yeah. I, then dave dave Vinot coming in from uh, malaysia as well to fight uh, uh, i'm not you sure know, if so... he's based out of here though is he based out of here does he uh, train i believe out he's here? based in kl yeah oh okay. i don't know okay. where though I, I thought maybe he trained somewhere else because i wasn't sure it's it's funny sometimes some sometimes you'll hear people that are like oh i train in kl and they fight in pro shows and and I've, I've like never, maybe never heard of them more because you, you think there's, there's, a, there's a handful of gyms in yeah, KL though. Yeah, but sometimes I'm always like finding out about new ones that I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know that was there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know where where he trains out of, but yeah, yeah I mean, he fought actually he fought Javier last time at FMD after after the Medi fight. Uh, he fought okay. Javier as his pro debut, which is a pretty a pretty horrible yeah. pro debut. Yeah, it's a tough one on your first fight. Yeah, but I mean, he had a lot of Mima experience. He, he had, like you, he had a, a very deep okay. amateur record. That's one of the things I loved about Mima. It gave a lot of you guys in Malaysia, well, a lot yeah. of the Malaysians, uh, a very a very deep amateur experience. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Uh, there was a couple of more shows as well, like uh, a couple more amateur shows, and they did profile. There was Golden Warriors, a good friend of you who uh, would run it, Matt Pellino. Yeah, <laughs> I know Matt. <laughs> He'd always give us opportunities, yeah. Uh, and Mark would always give us opportunities, so he was always good to us, you know. And uh, Haptasal gave us uh, opportunities on that show. And that was a pretty cool show as well, like, because they do, they do it in the gym, but uh, the gym is set up like a, like a venue, basically, because it has a stand for all people to sit oh, in. Wow. Yeah, so you come out, and there's, there's a cage. There's an official size cage as well. And then on top of you, there's all... Uh, stands for people to sit in and uh, uh, surprisingly cool you know and they'll have they'll have like 
like big events over there and uh they got me and a couple of my teammates to fight there a couple of times so that was pretty good they were in penang right yeah they were in penang yes sir oh one of the other things is uh the fmd cage is very small uh yeah i've been told that Mandy was telling me that as well uh so was my last one my last one was in a quite quite a small cage uh you gotta like i made the uh, adjustments in training for that i kept that in mind in training because you gotta factor in uh the fact that there wouldn't be much room to move around it makes for a very fast pace it makes for a very fast pace and a lot a lot more uh cage uh cage fighting a lot more cage fighting. it's good for it's good for grapplers especially it's good for grapplers definitely yeah most definitely and it makes for makes up for a lot more cage fighting on the cage and uh, yeah 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 so we kept that in mind throughout the camp and made sure we got everything covered you know nice. in all all aspects that's an exciting fight man i'm just i'm excited to see that just because of the clash of styles and and you know i know that that you guys train hard down there i know he's up at team quest now so it's just going to be a a fantastic fight yeah i'm looking forward to it i really am like uh i'm always excited for fights but for this one it just got a special feeling to it so this is gonna be a a showcase of skill you know i I really want to show the people of thailand and people in that scene that uh like we're working really, really hard all year around, you know, and I and I want to prove that, you know. And like you said, you're not looking past August 31st, but I'm hopeful that FMD is a springboard for you to bigger and better things. I hope so. I hope so. Hopefully. All right, Mustafa, man. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for giving me the time, you know, like uh, guys like you who, who are helping fight, like, because you're literally helping us out, you know, put the word out there and, and promote our fights. I really, really, really do appreciate guys like you because you you have the sport grow in this area in a big, big way. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, how can anyone who's listening wants to follow you on social? Where can they do it? Yes, sir. Uh, Mustafa with the O-M-O-S-D-A-F-A space R-A-D-I. That's Instagram and Facebook. That's my athlete page as well on Facebook. So follow me. I don't have Twitter, but I'll have one soon. <laughs> Great, guys. All, all those links will be in the show notes. Mustafa, good luck on the 31st. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Have a good one.